This episode is brought to you by Beloved Prosper, a whole life wellness coaching practice. Stop by BelovedProsper.com and sign up for a 20-minute complimentary coaching consultation to see if and how we may support you on your journey to whole life wellness. Beloved, it's your time. Welcome to Beloved Prospers to Give You Hope, a podcast where we share the goodness of God through the experiences of others to encourage you to be strong and of good courage, for the Lord is with you. Beloved, I'm Coach T, and I'm so blessed to welcome you to our sixth episode, Perfect Love. Ever been in a scary, life-threatening situation? How did you get through that moment? Well. Today's special guest, my dad, shares his experience on how God's perfect love kept him alive in the midst of a storm. Well, Dad, what is the personal testimony that you have today that you would like to share with others? I would have to say that my biggest testimony is when I had gone home to visit with family back in. I think it was April of 2016. And after my visitation with my family and everything, I stopped at my cousin's house on the way out to just to say goodbye to him and his family. And I proceeded to get on the highway and he lived about six miles away from the airport. And while driving and going by the airport, I felt this massive pain in my chest. Mm. And right away, I sort of figured that things weren't right because I never felt anything as bad as this. And with driving and having a heart attack, you know, most people can't go, but into the ditch, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but God was behind that wheel, I believe. Uh, And he took me up to the rest area, which is approximately a mile to a mile and a quarter away from where it all started. I got there. I went inside. I asked the lady where the nearest hospital was. And she told me the hospital in Hagerstown. I said, oh, no, not that one. Uh, it just was not a hospital I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. So she said, well, that's the nearest one that we have. I said, well, she said, would you like me to call an ambulance? I said, yeah, call me an ambulance. So she called an ambulance. Now, the reason I'm giving this testimony is because I feel as though God orchestrated the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Where I pull, I drove from that mile and a half to, to the rest area, got out of my car walked in the place and the lady says, well, why don't you sit over on the bench? I'll call the ambulance and they'll, they'll be right here. Well, you know, most of the time when you call an ambulance, it seems like it's all day, mm-hmm. but lo and behold, it took this ambulance. I would say seven to eight minutes to get to where I was. Now they say that with a heart attack, the most important thing is time. So that's seven to eight minutes, the technicians and the driver, they came to the rest area, picked me up. They looked at me. They said, uh, how do you feel? I said, terrible. They never put the stethoscope on me or anything. They just said, get him into the ambulance. Mm-hmm. They put me in the ambulance and the technician asked the driver, which hospital are we going to? So I would imagine since I was in the state of Pennsylvania, they figured we'll take him to a hospital in Pennsylvania. So that meant I wasn't going back to Maryland. Well, they took me to a little place called Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Well, 
that was only, I guess that was 13 miles away, mm-hmm. but that wow. was the fastest 13 miles in my life. Wow. Yeah. On the way to the hospital, the technician, he gave me aspirin. He gave me four aspirin to chew them. He said, chew them and swallow them. I did what he told me to do. And then he says, what does the pain feel like? And I said to him, do you really want to know? He wanted (laughs) to know between one and 10. I said, do you really want to know the truth? He said, yes. I told him 25. Oh, wow. Wow. He, He opened a little slot in the driver's compartment away from his compartment. And he told the driver who was a, a, a young lady, he said, get going. Cause he's really in pain. Well, God must've put Danica Kirkpatrick in that driver's seat <laughs> because that was the fastest 13 miles I'd ever rode in my life. And I used to mm-hmm. drive pretty fast when I was a young man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when we got off at 81, the guy says, we're, we're almost there. I said, yeah, I know we're getting off. We're off of 81, right? He says, yeah, you know where you're at? I said, yeah, I'm originally from around here. I live in Hagerstown. I used to be over here when I was younger, roller skating and everything. He said, well, yeah, you know where you are. Then. I said, yeah, we're about three blocks from the hospital. We got to the hospital. They took me out on a gurney. They put took me into the emergency room, and they must have had nine people there waiting on me. Wow. When I walked in the door, they started to take my clothes and stuff off of me. And they had done that before I could even pronounce my name. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> That's true. And then the doctor, the doctor says to me, he says, uh, how are you feeling? I said, not too good. He said, have you ever had this problem before? I said, no, but my cardiologist just told me not too long ago that I had maybe a 20% blockage in my heart. Wow. So the doctor never asked me my name, never put the stethoscope on me. He said, get him out of here to the stent room. Mm. So they took me to the stent room. And when I got up to the stent room and they opened the doors up there, here's seven more people waiting on me. Plus the doctor. I went in, they put me on the table. I know I went out of it. That's the only time you lost consciousness, Dad? You didn't lose consciousness that whole time? Not until I got I got on that table. Wow. And the whole time I was on that table, I do know that I was praying. I do know that I was telling the devil, get thee behind me. Because I was letting him know that I had faith in Jesus. Amen. That put those doctors and things there for me. And that I was the head and he was the tail. Get thee behind me. And... When they finally finished up, they lost me. They bought me back. Wow. And when they bought me back, the technician there, he says, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson. And I said, yeah. He said, <laughs> he said, how do you feel? I said, oh, I feel okay. He says, well, I wasn't sure because we had lost you for a minute. I said, oh, mm. I'm fine. He, <laughs> says, <laughs> he said, well, that's good to know. He says, we'll be done in a couple more minutes. We got a couple more minutes to go. And as fast as he said that, the doctor said, I'm finished. Wow. Wow. And the doctor said, he'll be fine. Well, they took me up to a room. I had nurses there 24-7. This is how bad they thought it was. And they took care of me for about four days. And then I came on home. I came back. I saw my cardiologist. I had cardiogram taken and everything. And the doctor walked in. And when he walked in, he says to me, he says, 
Mr. Johnson, I got to talk to you. I said, uh-oh, here we go. He could tell me that I've got to have a heart replacement or something. <laughs> he says, I don't know what it is. He says, but I'm going to tell you this. You had a massive heart attack. Wow. And he says, there is no damage whatsoever. Wow. And all I've wow. done is pull my finger to the heavens. Amen. I said, that is, this is a miracle that I had a massive cardiac arrest, lived through it, and there's no heart damage. He said, Mr. Johnson, I'm telling you, I looked that thing over three times. There is absolutely no damage to your heart. And he says, this is unusual. Amen. So yes, that's my testimony. And I give the whole thing to God. And I think it happened to me because God knew that I wouldn't be afraid to testify to let people That's know right. that, yes, he is real. Amen. And that if you want him in your life, he will come into your life. His word tells you that he will never leave you nor forsake you. So that's right. I live on it. I live on it. And that's what happened. All the rough times, hard times, I've been through it all. I've been through it all. I've been through the riots. I've been through Vietnam. I've been through it all. But God has carried me through the whole thing. So I don't stand behind nobody or in front of anybody and not be able to tell them that I know that God is in my life. Amen. So that's my testimony. And if it, if it does anybody any good, then please accept God and put God in your life and know that he will be there. He's with us always, morning, noon, and night. And it, uh, after a while, it becomes very easy to talk about him, to talk yeah. with him stand up for him, not be ashamed of him because he is not to be ashamed because God gave his only begotten son that we may have life and have it evermore. He gave it so that we could be with him in the end. But when we go with him, there won't be no end because that'll be eternity. That's right. Amen. Amen. The Lord has taken you on a, a great journey because the fact that you were able to, first of all, you were awake and conscious the whole time is a, yeah. is a gift in and of itself, right? You were in a lot of pain. Were you praying the whole time? I know you said you were praying when you got into the hospital, but were you, what were you thinking as you were feeling that pain? Well, I already knew that I was having a heart attack because my father had them all the time. And I used to carry him to the hospital and I knew how that he reacted to them. Were you afraid at all? No. If you have Christ in your life, you have no fear. You have no fear. If Christ is in your life and you believe in him and you know that he is the doctor of all doctors, he is the one who sent the doctors here. I think there's a couple of things that people fail to realize that if you put your faith and trust in God, then you have to put your faith and trust in God and let him orchestrate it. He knows what doctors that he put here. He didn't give them that intelligence just to let it go to waste. He did it for a reason. We are all branches off of God. And he does not want to see his children have to suffer. The only suffering I did was the fact that I was hurting from the time they got me there to the time they got me in the hospital. Because after I got in the hospital, the next day, the nurses were saying, I can't believe you. Since we, we <laughs> never had anybody to bring as much joy to this hospital as you have, and you just had Amen. a heart attack. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Yo. And you did say, you did say, I remember we did come to see you and you're so friendly, Dan. You knew everybody being all <laughs> <laughs> friendly. Yes. Bringing joy, I'm sure, to that place. Um, and they were there for you. They served you and, and helped you. So yes, it is an amazing testimony that you have. And to hear that you didn't have any fear and that you were even... <laughs> calling on the name of Jesus as you were praying, you were telling the enemy to get behind you. God's perfect love cast out your fear. Right. There's a battle that's going on, you know, and in that battle, when something like that is going on, I just reverted back to the Bible. I know people say you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy because it's God's word, you know, and in the beginning was the word and the word was God. It was with God. He gave me my sword. Mm. And I just, I use my sword to fight the wild the word, and the devil. Yes. I've been through it before. I've been, I've been out in the wilderness, just like Jesus has been out in the wilderness. I went through some storms, but all of those things, the book is coming to life for me. And you have to have gone through those things to know that you've got to relate your life to things of the Bible. I asked for patience one time, wrong. <laughs> mistake <laughs> that, that, that was a mistake <laughs> uh, you know but if you want to get strong in the lord and know that he will work with you and give you the desires of your heart all you have to do is ask him for it amen and i yeah I, i've been through vietnam i lost the love of my life and you know who that is but I had to go through it. I went through it and God has been with me the whole way. Question then for you then, would you say that through those challenges that you've grown closer to Christ or further apart? Oh no, oh no. I'm Listen, I'm not close enough to him. Mm. I've grown closer to him, but I'm not close enough yet. Mm. I wanna ask you this then, what's the scripture verse that really brings it home for you with this testimony? Like I say, you know, if, if we all sit down or if we all realize and know that God's word is truth, okay, then I live on that scripture. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. No matter where I go or what I do, I know that he is there with me. So he's not leaving me and he's not forsaking me. Mm -hmm. He is there in spirit with me always. So that's, that's, I would have to say that's probably the one scripture that I really, I, I really live on that. He is my, he is my strength. He's my salvation. Amen. That's the best thing that I can give you and, and believe in that scripture. I also believe in the scripture that God has a ram in the bush, not just for me, but for you. And for everyone that's listening to this podcast, know that he is real. Know that he has a ram in the bush. Don't go looking for the ram. The ram is there. And when it has to jump up, it will be there to do what it's supposed to do. And that's to protect you. Mm. All right, Dad. What are some tips from your journey with Christ? And especially as you went through that challenge of having a heart attack, but realizing that the Lord was with you that whole time. And he provided even the lady at the, 
<laughs> like even the lady, when you pulled over, I mean, the fact that you were able to pull over, walk into somewhere, dad, you could have dropped, but you were able to pull over, go into the rest stop, talk to a lady. The lady was able to call the ambulance. All of this is time ticking. And so what are some practical tips that you have for individuals when it comes to the gospel? You know what? There's one word in the gospel that will cover everything that you just asked me. Faith. Mm. I had the faith in God to get me through. Without faith in God, you can do nothing. And with faith in God, you can do all things. Because you see, our word also tells us that nothing is impossible for God. Right. And it's the fact that you live on the word. When Jesus is in the wilderness and he was he being tempted, word. he used mm -hmm. the word. Get right. thee behind me. Right, right. So you're saying you basically just did what Christ did. You were following his example. He used the word, you used the word, and that's what you call your sword. It's the sword. That's the sword. Mm -hmm. That's the sword. Jesus is the sword because he's already taught us. We just have to go and recognize what he did. Mm -hmm. Then we have to apply it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the faith that he did these things or believe that he did these things, you won't be able to do them yourself. Like when Jesus walked out on the water and he called his disciples to come on out. Mm -hmm. They started, but they sunk because mm -hmm. they took their eyes off of him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as you got your eye on Christ, ain't nothing going to happen to you. Or if it does, you got peace. Or if it does, you got peace because you already got him. Right, right. I want to ask you this then. You said faith in God to get you through. So then would it be accurate to say that the various challenges that led up even to your heart attack, did they help increase your faith for that moment? Uh, I would have to say yes, because prior to that, everything was a growing period. Right. And in that growing period, God made me stronger. God made me see the light that was at the end of the tunnel was him. Mm -hmm. Everybody's mm -hmm. looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, but I can see the light right now and I don't mm -hmm. even see a tunnel, mm -hmm. but I know, I know who and what the light is for. He is the light of the world. You have to take all those things and you have to, you have to put them together. It's just like when your mother would make oh, one of them big, pretty cakes she used to make, she would take all the, she would take all the ingredients. Okay. And mix them up. Okay. And when she got done, that cake went from uh, a half inch to about five or six inches high. Okay. And that's how I try to do, I mix, I try to mix everything that God has showed me and taught me through my readings and everything. And I try to mix them all and blend them all in together. And when it all comes out, it all comes out good. Mm. To well, me, that's what God. it's called. Yeah, yeah it's, faith a, in it, God. it's a faith, a faith in God to know that he is right now. He's a right now God. Mm. He's a, he's a loving God. He is the God of my life. Amen. Okay. And I can live, I, that's easy to live with. 
That is easy to live with because without him, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't even exist. Amen. Amen, dad. You got any last words you'd like to share concerning this particular testimony or did you share it all? Well, I've shared quite a bit, but you don't want to get me talking because I never shut up when it comes <laughs> to talk about the Lord. <laughs> the, goodness, the goodness of God is something that you don't shut up about. You just keep on distributing. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you just keep on talking and talking and talking. And the more you talk about it, the better it gets. And the better yeah. it gets, the more you want. And there's a whole lot to get. And there's a whole lot to want. Like I say, if the people really want to know God, put Christ in your life. Accept Jesus as your Savior. Okay? Ask him to open up the word of God to let you know and explain it to you and show it to you. Every time you open that book up, pray to God first and say, God, open up your laws to me. And he will. He will open it up to where it is unbelievable. It's a beautiful world that he lives in. The word of the Lord says in Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. As followers of Christ, we know that though trials and troubles often arise, our Father in heaven is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. My dad's experience highlights the importance of having a close walk with the Lord, knowing his word, and remembering how God has led and kept you and me in the past. We may have peace knowing that in the world we will have tribulation, but we may be of good cheer. Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer, has overcome the world. Beloved, I pray that this encourages and gives you hope. Until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Maranatha. This episode is brought to you by Beloved Prosper, a whole life wellness coaching practice. Stop by BelovedProsper.com and sign up for a 20-minute complimentary coaching consultation to see if and how we may support you on your journey to whole life wellness. Beloved, it's your time.